Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Kia ora and welcome. From RNZ National, here's Our Changing World with Veronica Maduna and Alison Balance. We're off to a dive pool in West Auckland to meet a team getting ready to defend a world title. And no, we're not talking Olympic swimmers, we're talking submarines, human-powered submarines. Team Tanifa from the University of Auckland is one of 12 student teams and the only one from the Southern Hemisphere competing at the European International Submarine Races this week. The basic rules of the sport are straightforward. Teams design, build and race flooded submarines, piloted and powered by a single scuba diver who must be fully enclosed within the hull of the machine. There are two categories of sub, propeller and non-propeller, and it's in the latter, more difficult class that Team Tanifa are competing. Alison is off to the pool to meet bioengineer Ian Anderson and the intrepid Tanifa team on their final test run. I'm Chris Walker. I am the pilot and captain of the Tanifa team. So you're having a practice run today. You've got your wetsuit on. Today's the last test, so we've got to make sure all the systems are a go before the race. And how are you feeling about it? Uh, a little nervous. There's quite a few systems we've put in that are untested. So we're unsure if they're going to work, and we don't have time to fix them if they don't work. So I have to say, in terms of submarines, it looks pretty small. I can't even work out how you're going to get in there. <laughs> It is a racing machine, so the bigger it is, the more water you have to move to the other side of the pool. So you want it as small and claustrophobic as possible. So what do you do when you're not piloting this thing? We're trying to build it. (laughs) (laughs) On the side I do a PhD, but no, every day after the test we meet up, go, okay, engineering-wise, what are we doing for the next test? And and we set out, we make a goal and we go for it. (laughs) So today we're actually testing the braking mechanism. We've made some aeroplane-like brakes that just slide out of the submarine. So previously we haven't been able to stop and you just crash into a wall if you're heading the wrong way. So hopefully today we will be able to stop. Can you show me the brakes? Sure thing. So they're modelled off an aeroplane airfoil, so they just slide out the side. So they take up very little room, but they create a lot more drag when they slide out of the submarine. And it's all done hydraulically. So the pilot should be able to push in a piston at the front, and that piston pushes out this air brake at the back. So how many things have you got to control in there? Talk me through what you've got inside. The pilot's got three main things to think about. He's got one control that's turning the tail. So we've got a rotating tail at the back. He's got one control to try and go up and down, which which is fins on the side. And then he's got the other control for the brakes. So those are the three main things he needs to think about and get through their head before they start piloting the sub. Left, right, up, down, Left, right, up, down, and stop. And what makes you go? It's a pedaled submarine, so it's human-powered. It's like an underwater bicycle. So you're pedaling as well. So you're pedaling. That's a side note. (laughs) Pedal as hard as you can. (laughs) 
as you pedal, you're rotating fins side to side. Okay, so there's two fins on top, and, and they just... two fins on bottom also. Oh, okay. So it's all symmetrical, and the water hits them and gets forced backwards. So as they flap, they're pushing water back, which is forcing you forward. It's an underwater bicycle, but you're replacing the wheels with rotating fins. What kind of speed do you get up to? So last year, our record was 3.65 knots, which is about 1.9 metres a second, which is about twice the speed of a Navy swimmer, to put it in some perspective. If you imagine the best swimmer you know, it goes twice as fast as them. And how long was the course? How long do you have to maintain that for? This will be 250 metres. And it's a slalom course, this one, so we'll be going left around poles and turning round. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun, I think. And they try to pick the best manoeuvrable submarine out of this race, as well as speed. So you really got to have an all-round submarine to win this race. <laughs> You've obviously raced it before, though, in previous years? Yes, so I, I raced it in Maryland in America, and we were the top non-propeller submarine in the world right now. So we're, we're going to defend our title at this year's World Champs. Do you have to do quite a bit of training as well so that you're quite fit for all this pedalling? The majority of the work is in engineering. So if you've got a fast submarine, then you're more likely to win over a slower submarine. Um, but yes, the pilot has to be fit. He has to be able to go, or she has to be able to go 250 metres underwater pedalling. But the better engineering you can do makes their job easier. So I'd say 70% engineering, 30% a fit pilot. So. <laughs> and is it the engineering challenge of it that you enjoy? That's what excites the whole team. Like we've made a rotating tail here. We saw fish, they're, they're flexible, they're not rigid. So we wanted to be able to rotate part of the body and that's, that's what we've achieved. How many so segments six, is your tail one? Six segments yep. and each one turns the next segment by six degrees. So you can move any segment and it'll move every other segment with it. Yep. It's all attached. So one single piston hydraulic can move the entire tail in a nice curve. Okay. And so the movement that you end up with is something a bit, I'm thinking of a shark's tail. It, it's actually modelled off the leather jacket fish. Okay, a so leather jacket. So you'll see they've got a rigid kind of tail which they use for steering left and right as they swim. So that's really what we've gone for here. But I better quickly chuck some fins on and get going. <laughs> so what's your mission today, Ian? The mission today is to test our brakes and our safety buoy, which is a requirement of the race. We have to have an ability for the safety buoy to, buoy to pop up when the driver releases the dead man's handle on the uh, control. It's a safety feature, so if something happens to the, the pilot, we've actually developed a, a little hatch for the safety buoy itself. We've broken the main hatch up into two parts, and the little part um, opens up and lets the safety buoy out. And so it's untested, and hopefully, hopefully it works. Uh, the other thing we have to test is our brakes. They're like the, bra the brakes on a glider. That when you pull the um, air brakes, that they, they kind of open up from the wing. And these things uh, kind of splay out from the sides of the submarine and, uh, and slow it down. We have to slow it down in 30 metres. So speed and agility and speed stopping and agility. power. <laughs> yeah, and stopping power, yeah. How many years have you been racing this thing for now? Uh, three years. This is our third race. Uh, the first race was in England two years ago. So it took us about six to nine, ten months to build the thing, and then we went to the UK race. And then we um, went in the US races last year, and now this is our third race back in UK again. And you've got a bit of a record to try and hold on to, I gather. We were the fastest non-propeller submarine last year. We sort of had the world record in sight, which is uh, 4.6 knots for non-propeller sub. 
We didn't quite get there, but we were the fastest last year, and we were the, we're the only racing sub in the Southern Hemisphere. Is it more difficult to have a non-propeller sub? Well, I think so. Propellers have been around for 150 years. They've been tested and optimized, and fins have, are largely un, undeveloped. We, we wear fins for scuba diving, but um, we don't really put them on our craft anywhere. And uh, so there's a lot to learn about how to, how to couple fins to boats or to submersibles. And where did the idea for that flexible fish-like tail come from? We were talking about this uh, last year, uh, how we would do that. And I had a German intern working with us, and uh, he got to work on the job and um, produced this uh, very nice articulating tail for us. It was a combination of his ideas and some of our ideas, and it all came together into a really nice, uh, a nice engineering structure. Now, what's the body of the sub made from? Uh, fiberglass, all produced at the Centre for Advanced Composite Materials at the University of Auckland. So, Chris, you've just launched Tanny Yeah, Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's not the smoothest and process. And she's bobbing around on the surface of the pool. Yeah, yeah, last week it actually sank, so I'm glad it's floating on the pool. <laughs> and you yeah. can't leap into it straight away, though, can you? No, the hydraulics are filled with pool water, so if anything leaks or anything, it's not leaking bad stuff into the pool. Um, but that means every time you get it into the water, you want to fill up and make sure there's no air bubbles in any of those hydraulics, or else the controls won't work very well. So we'll be spending about 20 minutes getting water into the hoses that are run, run throughout the submarine. How much does she weigh, by the way? Uh, in total, about 70 kilo. But underwater, of course, it's neutrally buoyant, so it, it's, it's quite easy to move once it's underwater. So to keep that neutral buoyancy, is it really important where you have all the controls and the cables and things yeah. positioned within the sub? Exactly. So not to go into too much detail, but essentially you want the, the weight the centre of all the weight force to be in line with the centre of all the buoyancy force. So you'll know when you put like a pool, a pool noodle into the water, it, it, it wants to go out of the water. So for every bit of aluminium or weight we put in, you put uh, some foam in, similar to a pool noodle in the top, and pushing it up. So you end up with this neutral kind of state. Uh, and that means in any rotation, you can put the submarine vertical, left, right, whatever you want underwater, it will just stay there. And that's what neutral buoyancy is. How different is your sub to the other subs that are taking part in the race? Typically, the ones I've seen before involve a tail that moves up and down more like a dolphin or a whale. Our tail moves side to side like the leather jacket. And we have the fins for propulsion at top and bottom. Not like leather jacket fins, but arranged like leather jacket fins. Two years ago, we learned not to, to try and copy a fish too closely. They have their pectoral fins towards the front. We found that having our dive planes in the place of pectoral fins better towards the back of the, the submarine, it's more stable that way, it means that when, you, when it noses up, the dive planes naturally at the back, they try to bring it back to straight and level again. Sometimes it's about getting inspiration from nature, but not being literal about Don't it. Don't be literal about it, no. I mean, fish have got fish brains. For them, swimming's is like walking for us. We don't, have to, we don't really have to think about it, it just happens. But you try and produce a robot that walks like a human, it's, it's, it's damn difficult. So do you think a sub like this will have any future practical applications? I mean, it's obviously fun to go and race it. Has it, has it got bigger applications than that? We could provide a platform for the development of a new type of underwater bicycle, maybe. Generally speaking, we, we have a duty to try and get humans into the other 80% of our planet that's covered in water. Uh, we're just living on little bits of rock 
we haven't really explored much of the rest of it. And anything to get humans in the water, I think, is a worthwhile endeavor. The way I see this, it's a bit like Formula One, where you, you don't expect to mass produce a Formula One racing car, but you can test different things out in it on the track that could eventually find use in ordinary cars. So that's what we're doing here. So perhaps we could improve the whole application of fin-like propulsors for underwater submersibles in general. I'm hoping that that would be a nice outcome. Okay, well, I think your team are about ready to get in the water. So okay. are you going in the water too? Uh, very shortly, yeah. Once everybody's <laughs> in, I'll go in after them. <laughs> so you're all good to go, Chris? You've got yeah, your scuba go. gear on? I just need my mask, actually. It's just about to hop in and I realise I can't see. <laughs> so how's it going, Ian? You've done a couple of laps of the pool down there. You've come up to have a discussion. It turns really well, both left and right. It looks really fish-like underwater. It does, yeah. It's interesting when you look at it. It's, it's actually, it doesn't have a proper flat tail like a fish. It's, it's the back end of the body that's, that's bending around. It's actually um, causing it to steer. The only way to really to learn anything about any technology is to build a model of it and then watch it crash or watch it fly. And We were crashing, but now we're flying, and we still need to fly a little bit better. We're going fast and we're turning, but we've got to get these other little things sorted out. We're just about there. <laughs> that was Ian Anderson from the Auckland Bioengineering Institute at the University of Auckland. And you also heard pilot and captain of Team Tanifa, Chris Walker. The European International Submarine Race takes place from the 6th to the 15th of July in England, and Tanifa are there to defend their non-propeller submarine world title. And if you'd like to see Tanifa in action, there's a video on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.